0: I was like, look at the jewelry. And you were like, (laughs)
1: boobs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, there was jewelry?
1: (laughs) I don't know the color of anything. (laughs) Welcome back to the Booked and Boozy podcast. This is your co-host Jada. And Brooke. And today we are covering Lent. Now I know what you're thinking. Where the fuck have you two losers been? (laughs) They're so like, I don't want Ice Planet Barbarians bullshit. I want Glint. I want Gleam. And guess what, guys? We're already on glow. You need to catch up while well, you're, you're preaching to the choir, honey. You really are.
0: <laughs> Gosh, I feel like, you know, I went on that vacation and then you took a vacation while I was taking a vacation. And then it's just been real hard to just get things back in gear. It's been real hard to get back on the on the train. Not that we don't love doing this. It's just getting our chaotic mindsets back to where we were.
1: Exactly. We're kind of being stifled right now with me. I I started two new jobs, like literally within the last month. That's crazy. I have my book stuff. I have this podcast and then I have, I don't know, just, I guess, a life. (laughs) That's what you want to call it.
0: (laughs) You have a lot, a lot, a lot going on. So, yeah. Um, and they're probably um, not aware of it. So just so we can fill you guys in so you don't feel like we're fizzling out. I mean, if you listen to the last podcast, I really meant it. The podcast doesn't die until one of us does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah, seriously. laughs> we will be here. It's just going to take us some time to get back in the in the rhythm of things and how it used to be. But we're, we're still here. I promise
1: you think we were joking when we were talking about the ice planet barbarians and like, if we literally start to just get so old, <laughs> yeah, we'll just like do ice. I mean, the backup plan is ice planet barbarians once a year, whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some of y'all will still show up. I would still show up. Yeah. Does it make it a year,
1: an annual event? Ice planet barbarians was a good time. It was good. Now I will say these page numbers, honestly is what's the hardest part about all this because Take it away, Brooke. What did we want this year?
0: I don't know what did we want.
1: <laughs> we wanted shorter books. I'll oh just yeah, say oh, that. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We're like, it's funny because like when we start a series, we're like, yay, the shorter books, and then we don't think about how they're going to get longer the deeper we get into the series because it always happens, and and it, yeah, that is definitely happening. It's happening with Zodiac Academy. And it's happening with the Play to Prisoner series. Like, goddamn, Gleam and Glow are so fucking thick.
1: They're huge, man. They are huge. (laughs) I'm kind of like, anything over 500, it's starting to become a real chore.
0: (laughs) I agree. My sweet spot is like 400.
1: Yeah, totally. So we're just getting slapped in the titties with all this. So excuse us. But Oh, and we're trying to give you merch. We're trying to give you merch as we speak.
0: We are. We just spent, like, a good, like, 45 minutes figuring out what we want to do for merch. We've got, we've finally gotten someone. Okay. Jada and I sat down this weekend and we tried to do this ourselves.
1: We're not DIY girlies.
0: We tried to make our own merch. Um, we spent about two hours <laughs> trying to figure out what we wanted to do. We were, like, scrolling through, like, the, like, already animated art that you could put on the shirt and stuff and it was just really looking like clip art and we were like you know it's kind of on brand but do we really want to put that out for you guys the answer is no
1: (laughs) it was too on brand and when when we talk about this t-shirt like think of the ugliest t-shirt you could find the color scheme doesn't even match we put team ypt in like this bold (laughs) blocky font and then we put a jesus leaf (laughs) right underneath (laughs) it it was
0: horrible. <laughs> so we were like, "Yeah, we gotta hire someone." Yeah. <laughs> we were like, "We could have filmed an episode in this amount of time."
1: <laughs> but you know, it's fine. We're just, we're just not. We're a Libra and a Pisces. Okay.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> we should have started figuring this out like three months ago, and we waited to like three weeks before we want to release this merch so we're like it's very on brand it's still very on brand it's still so very show, on
1: the merch, brand
0: the merch won't be on brand but how we are doing this very on brand <laughs> <laughs> at least in the destination
1: we'll stay true to ourselves but we can't just we can't print what we were thinking we were the <laughs> that
0: was embarrassing <laughs>
1: So, no worries. Maybe for like a five year anniversary, we'll like try and recreate it and then like we'll put it on sale, like almost like as a memorabilia,
0: <laughs> like a joke. <laughs> yeah, like as a joke.
1: <laughs> or how pissed would you guys be for like, guys, we're going to launch merch, like get ready, it's going to be a good one. And we've had like all these like really cool merch launches. And then all of a sudden we're like, boom. The original
0: Booked and Boozy creation. <laughs> <laughs> like the clip part of the first logo and the pop clink. <laughs> they refresh the page like, like I got to get me one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a fart clink t-shirt. Oh my
1: God. It We could literally have a full merch launch, like disaster themed, like Booked <gasps> and Boozy disaster themed where it's got the fart clink. <laughs> Like a poop emoji, and then, like, a you know, the wind, and then, and then the original TMYPT t shirt that is unavailable to you guys at the second. I know you want all this,
0: <laughs> I know you want to spend your money, your hard earned <laughs> cash on this quality
1: merchandise, <laughs> and then, like, strap your titties in,
0: except it's like literally like a seatbelt t shirt. <laughs> titties drawn on (laughs) I had flashbacks to that uh, Eyes Played at Barbarians at a glance meme that we put up (laughs) with like titties with the seatbelt on her rocket ship
1: (laughs) shit that's good let me let us know if you want it send us a DM (laughs) we can actually provide you that we could actually provide you that ourselves you know we don't have to we don't have to reach out for that All right, that's all original talent <laughs> oh shit
0: all right Jada what are you drinking this week
1: it's a wine night I don't know if you guys know this but we really like wine <laughs> Brooke, ask me what my favorite wine is or ask me how many wines I know off the top of my head. How many
0: wines do you know?
1: I know one. <laughs> Moscato.
0: Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio.
1: Oh yeah. I and mean, Cabernet
0: Sauvignon.
1: Okay. All right. We know we know who Miss Wine Girl is over here.
0: I used to be a wine connoisseur. No, that, that's a lie. Um, we used to drink a plethora of boxed wines. Um, yeah right after we graduated college that was like our go-to drink a good like chardonnay is kind of like (laughs) really into
1: drinking during that time
0: can you blame us we were bedside (laughs) you know what would also be funny
1: (laughs) that one picture that one picture hold on it's so funny. That one picture that we took after we had mimosas for the first time. No! <laughs> put it on a shirt.
0: The if day I... that we went after a night shift? Yeah. No! <laughs> and then put, put
1: how Booked and Boozy began, like, at the top. <laughs> Brooke, what are you drinking?
0: I, okay, so what I wanted to do um, was actually do a glint-themed drink, and um, and this is a shout out to our discord it was Steph. She said that a good plated prisoner drink would be the new Taco Bell mango whip slushy and add in some whipped cream vodka. That's what that I wanted to do. So good. Right? Right? That's wow. what I wanted to do, but I don't drink a ton anymore, like just like on my own. In fact, like this is the first time that I'm having alcohol since no joke, probably the last time that we recorded. And the last time we recorded was at least three weeks ago, if not four. And I didn't want to just have like a bottle of whipped cream vodka just sitting on my bar cart because um, what else would I use that for? But that's what I wanted to do because doesn't that sound amazing? So if you want to make a plated prisoner themed drink, it's the Mango Whip slushy from taco bell and whipped cream vodka this slushy from taco bell is so fucking good i put it in the discord when i saw it like i was just driving through taco bell because it sounded good one day and it was on the sign and it's literally like a mango slushy and then it's got like some vanilla ice cream just like mixed in with it
1: god i'm literally about to like text my husband right now and be like door dash it or try not to use DoorDash, and taco bell is like literally one minute from my house gotcha yeah but I'm literally going to have to like do a trade or something to make him go out and get that because that sounds so good
0: one blow job two blows in one did you ever have um have you ever had Rita's Italian ice I,
1: I think did. I have
0: so I first learned about Rita's my family and I grew up going to Hilton Head Island in South Carolina every year like since I was like two, um, mm-hmm. so it it feels like a second home to me. And they always had Ritas, and it, we kind of thought it was almost like a local place. We didn't realize it was a chain. And so when we'd go to Hilton Head, we'd go to Ritas every single day that we were there, which was usually like seven days. And we'd get that, and that was kind of like our thing. Well, we figured out it was a chain, and it actually came. To our area like when you were still here Jada and it was downtown for a few years but it was in a really bad area not like bad area but just like like you could miss it easily but anyways this is not an ad for Rita's but it, it like it made me think of it and it was so funny because I was already thinking it and then the discord like asked me they were like is it like Rita's because like the staple of Rita's is Italian ice and it's this just like it's like this creamy like Gosh, it almost like tastes like homemade, like it's so good Italian ice. And then they put custard at the bottom and they do like a little swirl at the top as well. It doesn't measure up to Arita's, but it is definitely comparable. Yeah, it doesn't
1: sound lactose intolerant friendly, but that sounds amazing.
0: So anyways, what I'm actually drinking is a Mountain Dew hard seltzer. They actually came out with like alcoholic Mountain Dew this year. Oh, my God. And they have Baja Blast.
1: Stop. Where is where are you picking this up at the grocery
0: store? Yeah. Like Food City.
1: Okay, so it's like just out regular.
0: Yeah. Um, But I gave them to my dad because my dad really likes Mountain Dew. And I brought one home and I haven't tried this one yet. I did try the Baja Blast 10 out of 10. It was really good. But I brought home a black cherry flavor and I wanted to try that on the podcast. And then like as a booster, I've got like a little bit of vodka here. Oh, oh, but the cool part about the vodka that I have sitting here is my glass. Look at this glass. Oh my gosh. Tell me this shot glass does not scream guild. Like this is the perfect shot glass for this episode.
1: It is the perfect shot glass for this episode, but it also is very your aesthetic. It is. Yeah. It's your aesthetic. It's also sure. like
0: huge. I, it's this has huge. to be like a double this has to be like a double shot
1: it almost looks like a triple <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we test it should i fill it all the way up and tell you how many mouthfuls it tells me to drink it all oh fuck okay do what you want <laughs> <laughs> not right now but it's an experiment i'll, I'll let you know i got maybe, these at tj maxx maybe pour the mountain dew in there
1: and then the mountain dew alcohol maybe not the shots that's a
0: good idea yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) the most logical (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right for the poll this week I asked well actually I think I asked it a couple weeks ago but either way I asked which did you enjoy reading more guild or glint guild is the first book and glint is the second book guild got six (laughs) percent and glint got 94 percent Jada, how do you feel? I
1: 100% am with our audience because Guild was traumatizing in a whole new way of my enjoyment. It was almost as if I hated it but loved it equally at the same time. It was really hard to get through. I didn't even know if I was going to continue the series not because I didn't like the book but just because like it was a lot. It was a lot. It
0: wasn't was. it? Yeah. It was. I agree.
1: And if you remember from last time, I was told it was going to be a dark fantasy romance, which if you're here, you know, it turns into one. But that first book, I would not consider a romance.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Um, My take, I kind of have a little bit of a hot take. And I'm, I'm not saying that I like I liked Guild more. The thing is, I liked the plot of Guild a little bit more. It kept me more interested. I was more invested. It was... There were things that were happening. And in Glint, I liked the characters a little bit more, but it was a lot of like traveling and not a lot of plot. So that's kind of where I fall.
1: I can see that. However, I will say the plot in Guild, I can't get over the snow pirates just popping out like daisies.
0: (laughs) And it's true, but at least things were happening. Nothing really happened in Glint till the end.
1: I think Glint was the romance buildup that we had been overdue from in Guild. And so we had to play catch up almost in order to get there.
0: I I mean, I totally get why she did it this way, but I'm just not a huge travel book kind of person. Um, I'm not
1: either. There just wasn't
0: enough going on for me,
1: except there is one travel book that is my favorite. And that is Fire Falling out of the series. That was a travel book.
0: I did enjoy Fire Falling, but there were things going on. They went, yeah. so like, they went to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's a way to do travel books to make it enjoyable. Um, not that I didn't enjoy Glint, but it was definitely a lot more character-based than plot-based. Mm-hmm. Which I like character-based books as well, but I was just kind of like, okay, I'm ready for something to happen. Yeah. And I understand.
1: really did. Totally. All right. So I think we need to give you a brief overview.
0: Jade, it's your turn, because <laughs> I don't remember anything, even though I just read it.
1: Really? You just read it. I okay,
0: but I read it honestly. I I finished it over a month ago. Okay. I've got like a
1: whole year on here. I know. Please. I
0: know. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a struggle. Now,
1: all right. Here's here's the deal. We're just gonna read <laughs> for the quickest synopsis possible and probably the most painless. I am going to read the back of the book, aka the synopsis for Glint, straight from Raven Kennedy, the author herself. Thank you so much. I know you spent your hard earned time for that for us to just forget the entire plot of the second book, And here we go. <laughs> All right. You want to make your life easier, then be the cage bird that you are and sing.
0: <laughs> the end.
1: The end. Just kidding. For 10 years, I've lived in gilded in a gilded cage inside King Midas's golden castle, but one night everything changed. Now I'm here, a prisoner of Fourth Kingdom's army, and I'm not sure if I'm going to make it out of this in one piece. They're marching to battle, and I'm the bargaining chip that will either douse the fire or spark a war. At the heart of my fear, my worry, there's him, Commander Rip. (laughs) (laughs) Known for his brutality on the battlefield, his Viciousness is unsurpassed. But I know the truth about what he is. He's Fay, the betrayers, the murderers, the one who nearly destroyed Oria.
0: <laughs> Bitch, so are you.
1: Wiping out Seventh Kingdom. I've lost count of how many kingdoms. In the process, Rip has power sizzling beneath his skin. And glinting spikes down his spine, I imagine them black. Are they? Are they? Oh, it says glinting, not not glistening. But his eyes, his eyes are the most compelling of all. When he turns those black eyes on me, I feel captive for an entirely different reason. I may be out of my cage, but I am not free—not even close. In the game of kings and armies, I'm the gilded pawn. The question is, can I outmaneuver them?
0: Here's what I remember from the book that I read over a month ago. Um, so basically she's been, she was captured by the pirates and then the fourth kingdom, which is King Rav, Ravengers. Yes. That how do you pronounce it? Ravenger?
1: Um, Yeah, I hope so.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why I ask at this point. We all know we're going to be wrong anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um- She was then bought out by King Ravender's army, which was um, led by Commander Rip, who we all know and love. And she's kind of taken aback when she is taken captive by them because she's not really taken captive. She is a prisoner, but they treat her very humanely. In fact, even more humanely than King Midas himself, who she has really been a prisoner of for the last 10 years. And basically, uh, 95% of the book is just them traveling through the snow and that's about <laughs> it we meet a new cadre inner circle i can't remember what they call it in this book but they've got their own little friendship group
1: found family
0: yeah their little family of a couple new characters that we meet and that we come to love. And at the very end, we realize that Rip is actually also King Ravenger himself. And he also discovers that Arryn is the actual one that's gold-touched and not King Midas. And that is where we leave off.
1: So yeah, that was the brief <laughs> overview. Now, I am just off the bat before I forget this. There are so many secret identities in this book series.
0: <laughs> it's insane. It's a secret.
1: <laughs> like both of the two main characters had secret identities.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, technically, Oren doesn't have a secret identity, but she's she has a secret, which is yeah. also blatantly obvious. Everyone <laughs> just doesn't pick up on. <laughs> yeah, she's the
1: only one who has ribbons. I and mean, her skin
0: is literally fucking gold.
1: <laughs> like, she sticks out like a glow stick. I don't know. It's like, who could have thought? I'm starting to get a little confused. I can't remember. King Midas has his saddles, right? But like, he touched her, was like the original Ponzi scheme, and like she turned to gold or whatever. And he was the one who, you know, was able to summon gold. But. <laughs> Let's let's put, just put it out there. If he was fucking other saddles and they weren't turning gold.
0: But she's fucking him and he's not turning gold. It's mainly just her hands and feet.
1: OK, so I don't I don't really know. Now that I'm thinking about the logistics are starting to not add. <laughs> There's some plot <flat> holes here. <laughs> That's fine. Just You know, it really doesn't matter. But now that I'm thinking about it, huh?
0: all right that was the synopsis (laughs) let's move into the discussion portion because we are going to do this episode um in the same way that we did the guild episode where it's mostly just discussion based instead of breaking down the book for you since not a lot happened (laughs) so we have a couple of um listener requested discussion points jada do you want to read the first one
1: I shall. Do you find that the training sequences in this book justified the means or satisfying? I was satisfied.
0: Yeah, it didn't bother me. I mean, I don't think that they did it in a way that could be off-putting. I mean, I know that she wasn't super thrilled about it, but at at the end of the day, I think it served her better. And it allowed for her character to finally kind of get to that point of like, hey, I actually am badass and you're going to listen to me. That's
1: right. And then there was- there was just this level of tension between the two main characters and you could see him constantly pushing her to kind of like face the things that she's been hibernating. So I liked it a lot. How do we feel of travel books? We hate them. Agree. (laughs) It's, it's quite simple. Traveling is one of my least favorite things to read. I've seen it done well. Well, To where I'm not like all every piece of travel in books, like I can't stand, like I'm not that far on the spectrum. But most of the time, especially in fantasy, when you see that they're about to travel, like, you know, you're going to be kind of dragging on for like 75 pages.
0: I agree. I agree. And it was basically the entire book. um, Yeah,
1: it was a a good portion.
0: I will touch on this later. The um kind of saving points for me as to why I wasn't completely unengaged. But yes, for the most part, I hate travel books. And we kind of touched on this in the poll as well.
1: Rip or Slade, Brooke?
0: (sighs) See, I've already started book three and I would not have had an answer for you if I hadn't started book three. Because it was kind of something you find out on like the last page of the book. So there really wasn't much for me to go off of in terms of me having a preference. I mean, for me right now, it's rip, but I think it's going to change.
1: I have read majority of the third book. I still haven't (laughs) finished it, as I have said in the previous episode, because you would think I would have picked it up, but I with the release of glow, but I didn't, I was watching everyone in the discord experience at first before I was like, yeah, let's subject yourself to this kind of pain. Like I was like, no, I'm going to watch these bitches go through it first am <laughs> not heading into the trenches. So, but I will say, I think it's close tie and tie, but slate probably for me.
0: Okay. All right, cool. And last but not least, who is your favorite wrath member, which I guess we've clearly forgotten, but I guess that's what they call their kind of like inner circle. I wish I remembered them. I put, I put a list right here, right here.
1: Where? Which one was the female one? I can't remember. Lou. Okay. Lou is my favorite member. She was mine as well.
0: And I don't know if it was in, like made to be this way, but my brain like made this like a really diverse group of characters, which I also really enjoyed as well.
1: I agree with that.
0: Still not a ton to go off of, I, I feel like, in book two to have a favorite character. I mean, I guess they were a decently prominent group of people to be introduced throughout the book. But I still don't feel like I have enough information to be, like, tangibly attached to one of them.
1: Yeah, they were very bystander to what was happening. So, like, the, sure. I still feel like the interactions were minimal,
0: especially in
1: this book. It does grow in the third book.
0: That's good. All right. Moving into our specific, um, discussion portion. I said the book was meh. I liked the characters more, but where was the plot? My guy, we've kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, but this is what I was talking about earlier when I said that there was kind of a saving grace for me. I said, I will say I continue to love this author's writing style and chapter length. Even though I found it met, I found myself zooming through it and roughly roughly made me want to keep going just because of the way that she writes.
1: I agree with that. I really like her writing style. It's probably my favorite thing about these books.
0: I don't know what it is, but I love it.
1: She has a very um, almost like poetic, lush, but still like unique and captivating, especially when it comes to like the character's point of view. I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like her writing style.
0: Yeah. I haven't quite put my finger on it, like exactly what it is, but there is just something about it that makes me just want to keep reading.
1: I have, I have some authors, especially like contemporary authors. I don't know what it is about them, but maybe it's because a lot of times like fantasy is written in third person. And so when it's written in first person like this, for example, like a lot of contemporary books are, it kind of almost like diversifies the genre and how it's written because you get a lot more emotion. I feel like in first person, it's not as third party viewing.
0: I think there's a formality that comes with the fantasy genre as well. And not all fantasy writers are like that, but I think that there's a formality that comes with it that I I do love about the genre. And when I'm in the mood for that, like, I I mean, I just like suck that in because it's so different. And I like having the variety between fantasy and going over to contemporary authors that kind of have a little bit more of a lax writing style. And this just like meets me in the middle somewhere. And it's, it's very nice. I, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, me too. Okay, next the flashbacks to her childhood. This book was very heavily we've talked about it being a travel book and it is, but it's it's probably a good 30% flashbacks as well. Um into, you know, what she had to go through when she's a child, but there's still for me, there's still a lot of gaps to fill. I still have a lot of questions, like why is she no longer in the Fae realm? Also, I thought Midas found her when she was a child. Like, when does he come into the story? Like, I kind of thought he rescued her when her parents and the village were like burned or slaughtered or something like that. I thought I remembered reading that in the first book. And so now that I've kind of gotten into the second and even almost the third book, and I realized that she was almost like a teenager before she escaped this almost kind of like, she was kind of forced to be a beggar, you know, um, yeah. and not of her own volition. These two timelines aren't really making sense to me. They're not lining up. So I'm curious to see if that bridge is gapped in the third book.
1: I feel bad for you if you're a pantser and like, you didn't mean for that to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That means the bridge isn't filled. <laughs> <laughs> Cause
1: timelines are so hard to like work through sometimes that could have been what happened, but yeah, oh, no. no, I kind of agree. I still like from what I have read on, because again, I've read majority of the third book. I still don't feel like I really have answers to the questions that you're asking me now. Are we going to get it in glow, which is like 700 pages, but then I'm kind of like, I've started to hear this isn't the last book. So like, she's got a long, Oh yeah. I don't think this is the last book.
0: I, I thought it was someone. It's not.
1: Someone, I mean, we'll find out when we read it to the end, right? But someone was like, I don't think this is like the end. I think she's going to keep going.
0: That cover is fucking beautiful, by yeah. the
1: way. No, all of her covers are actually gorgeous.
0: They are yeah. so, yes, I love them. I and like I the word
1: choices.
0: The- yes. What is that? Is that assimilation or alliteration? It's been too long since I've taken an English class. but I'll start years. with G's. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, it's symbolic too. How she names her um titles of her books because guild is obviously kind of like gilded it's gold glint it's kind of like shiny and it kind of feels like you're coming out of the cage and then gleam like you're getting brighter and brighter and then finally like glow yeah just you can you can feel the character development within her titles alone and that's so that's so powerful and just like such a nice touch
1: not only that but just like the overall mood The overall, like it starts out as like a dark fantasy, and it's like, like you said, it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter each the further we go along. Almost, yeah, she
0: did this really well. She did, she she did really well. Next, I said my favorite chapters in this book were actually the Melina chapters and her tearing down the patriarchy. And this is the queen, kind of like the ice queen queen that is married to King Midas, actually. Yes, and I, you know, she's still a very great character to me because. You know she's she's fighting the patriarchy and it's like yeah like we have her back and we're excited for her but then she like kind of goes about it in the wrong way and you're like (laughs) oh yeah but like at the same time it makes her a really relatable character because she clearly doesn't know what she was doing if she was perfect at at everything she wouldn't be an interesting character and so I kind of like that she has these little faults and she's learning as she's going and she's building up to possibly taking her kingdom back. And I also wrote, <laughs> we support women's wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Honestly,
1: her chapters really aren't my favorite. I find myself skipping through them kind of just like, man, when is it going to end? I'm like looking for the next chapter where aaron is back. Wow. I said Aaron like I do orange. Orange. <laughs> and I was like I, like I say
0: her name differently every time <laughs> I say it though. It's like, Aaron, Orin.
1: <laughs> Oren. Yeah. Orin. I don't know.
0: But I also really loved in her chapter that there were there were a lot of really good feminist statements and I wish I had like highlighted them or like annotated them or bookmarked them because there were there were just some really good quotes that I would have loved to pull for this podcast that I was like, oh, like Raven Kennedy, like she knows what she's doing. Like, I support this bitch. Like, I I am hoping they're setting Melina up to be this just, like, badass feminist character because I, I just see it going in this direction.
1: I hope so because I want, I want Midas's ass kicked to the curb. I want everything <laughs> he has hopes and dreams of destroyed and then buried alive, period.
0: I wrote, I hope she and Aaron kill Midas together, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I also like the symbolism of her, you know, she's living in this gold castle because he's had orange, gold touch everything. And she's like, but that's actually not my color. And like the symbolism of her taking on the white dress and starting to change some of the things in the castle from white or from gold back to white and just like putting her own touch on it. Gosh, I don't, I don't know. There's just something I really like about this character. I could change my mind. I'm sure. But I really like the direction she's going in.
1: I hope that these two characters basically find a way to get along. You know what I mean? Because they were kind of pent up against each other through Midas for I a really agree. long time. And I would in love the direction to see them that unite. We're going
0: to, it would also be an opposing kingdom. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, what is the saying? It's like the friend of my or the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm kind of hoping that's where it goes. Now kind of jumping into character development on Oren, I think that we do kind of have to touch on how this book is progressing and how we're seeing her, how far we're seeing her come from the first book to this one. Um I really like how this author is doing that. And again, I think we talked about in the first book how it was a really bold choice for her to put out a first book like Guild in the way that she did and expect or hope that people would continue reading the series um, in the hopes that it would get better. And it does. And I think that that payoff is going to be absolutely fantastic. I've already, you know, I've started like the first 100 pages of gleam and you can definitely see that taking place. And it's just, gosh, it's so good.
1: Honestly, because I remember when I finished Lent, I was like, we, Did this again? (laughs) Like, are you serious right now? I was honestly just like foaming at the mouth, angry, like trying to get to the end of Glenn because I was like, surely she's not going to end it like this again. And she does. But at the same time, it puts such a realistic touch to this book that makes it both frustrating because we've all, you know, seen someone or may have been someone that's like just look up for like two seconds, please. And they, they do. And you see that potential and you see that maybe they're going to start thinking about it differently, that they're not as crammed inside that box as they once thought that they were. And then they go straight back to it. And that's devastating, but it puts such an authentic spin. It's not really a spin, but it puts such an authentic feel in this book that I really can't hate on it. You know what I mean? Like as frustrated as I was just wanting it so badly, like I've I've been that person. And I, I mean, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. You know what I mean?
0: I think it's funny because you and I have talked a lot about how, you know, sometimes we get in trouble in friendships because we don't like our best friends, significant others. And we can sometimes voice our opinions, but it's, it's from the goodness of our hearts in trying to hope for and wish for a better life for our friends. And that tone is definitely prevalent in this book series as well, because the whole time you're just like, no girl, like, what are you doing? Like, obviously he's a horrible person. Like, why do you keep going back? But you know, when you're in that moment, you want to see the good, you know, in the people that are close to you and you don't want to see the bad. And she's had such a hard life as well. And, you know, I don't think that's something we touched on either. Like her whole life has just been nothing but pain and really Midas was the only from her perspective, good thing in her life. And for that to be also ripped away from her just has to be so incredibly painful. I mean, we kind of have to give her props for even being able to accept the perspective that she's realizing That like, hey, I'm yet again in a terrible situation. And the guy that I loved is treating me horribly. And the one good thing out of my entire life is going to shit. I
1: 100% agree with you. When it comes to domestic violence, they say like statistically it can be up to seven times. I don't know if those statistics have changed, but from when I read last, it was like seven times for someone to turn over and actually be able to leave their abuser. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a multitude of reasons. Um, Not just in like this scenario with with Orin. It could be a multitude of things working against you. But I have never rooted for a character so hard. I don't think. (laughs) I'm serious. I root for her. Like I was screaming, just like screaming at her because I wanted her to win so badly. So I think that says something.
0: I agree. And, you know, sometimes I did find myself getting a little annoyed with her. But I think that this scenario is set up so realistically that it's like okay but let me step back and think about everything that she's gone through she's not gonna have the same emotional maturity as you know another 25 26 year old because I think that's how old she's supposed to be and we have to think about how she's probably also very emotionally stunted because of everything that she's been through and yeah she was a
1: child she was a child like her frame of mind yep has been coerced and manipulated
0: and tons of brainwashing. And for her to even get to the point that she's at um, right now in these books, I think is huge. Yeah.
1: So it's, I mean, the payoff when she does just like finally let it go, I'm like so excited. (laughs) I want a full Disney moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But one thing that I will say didn't feel realistic is the random ass kiss from Rip. In the last like 75% of the book. That we was
1: during no, that was during their their fight, right?
0: Yes, it was. It was during their fight, and he just randomly kissed her. But there was there was really no like, of course, we're rooting for our main character to get with the hot, morally gray, dark, mysterious character, right? <laughs> but like there was really no romantic buildup. There was nothing that really even screamed maybe there was like a teeny tiny bit, but not enough for me to expect him to just like full on make out with her there. It, it felt very abrupt to me. Yeah,
1: no, I, I got you because he went really slow and he was very. very patient with her too. I mean, he can be kind of an asshole sometimes, but overall he's very patient with her. So, yeah, I mean,
0: to no fault of his own. Do yeah. I think that he was acting in a way that I didn't, I didn't think was appropriate i think he handled the situation great the kiss just felt very out of place i don't really
1: understand their dynamics sometimes really <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <Great>.
1: <laughs> it's it's gotten that no 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 and then this book but i mean with the build up cuz you're right i see your point
0: like it it seems like he's always been on her side and he wants the best for her but then we want the romantic part right but it just didn't seem like it was built up correctly
1: I think it comes down to his intentions. Why is he being so nice to her? Why well, is that's he another thing? Yeah. you
0: could argue that he's just a decent human, but clearly there's something else going on. Is there this bond he doesn't know about? Is it because they're both faith? Right. It, he feels bad for her. Like there's it's like, what? I don't know.
1: Right. We don't know his like 100% intention. What drives this character to do those things? Like make those moves.
0: Mm -hmm. um next I said the end actually surprised me it definitely shouldn't have but it did maybe we should put a spoiler warning here too insert spoiler warning if you have not read from blood and ash um and then I was like oh it's a from blood and ash I I like those I wish I didn't have from blood and ash spoiled for me so this was nice that I kind of had like a a second chance at that (laughs)
1: Wait, what do you mean you had from Blood and Ash spoiled? Like you had the first one
0: spoiled? Yeah. Well, I oh, did it to myself. I forgot about
1: that. Mm-hmm. I did it to
0: myself. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up fan art.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's some dangerous territory. Yeah. That's how you know you fucked up. No, I really thought, but you haven't had the, the last book spoiled for you. I mean, you kind of have. We all kind of have. I don't think there's not one single soul
0: crown of gilded bones.
1: No, the, or the, the one after that. Yeah. A war of two Queens. It's a war yeah, of two war Queens, two right?
0: Queens. I don't know exactly what happens, but I know like the overall, like why everybody's upset.
1: Yeah. So basically the biggest part of the book is spoiled.
0: <laughs> the big J,
1: big J, <laughs>
0: <laughs> big,
1: big J. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know who it's between though that's the thing so it's not completely spoiled for me I just know that it happens
1: what do you mean you don't know who it's between
0: the big j I don't know who who's all involved but I know that it happens what who else would be in the big j well if you well so this isn't a spoiler because <laughs> it's from crown of guild of bones but if you remember like castile at the very end he's taken prisoner by isbeth which is Poppy's mom. And so I'm like, if the joining is happening, is it happening without Castile?
1: Yeah, but according to, I think like the original rules for the joining, because Castile and Poppy are married, and then for her to get immortality, she has to partake in the joining.
0: But she has immortality, but he doesn't, because she's a god.
1: Well, somebody, somebody's there was like something about like pausing Oh my God, there's definitely a, a plot. <laughs> no, well, there was there was something about pausing something and it was her Poppy. This was it, pre them knowing that she was a god.
0: I'd have to go back. I don't remember because I remember the joining ended like uh, originally they were going to do the joining so that Poppy could live as long as Castile through Kieran. Through because Kieran, Kieran yeah. Because Kieran and Castile were bonded. But yeah. now Poppy's a god. So they were going to do it. So that Castile could also have the lifespan as Poppy, which would be forever through Kieran.
1: Right. Because Well, but that's the thing. Like Kieran and Castile are bonded. So we know it has to, <laughs> the big J has to go <laughs> but the, through. But
0: they were, people were mad about the joining. Remember in this book, which makes Did me you read why they were mad?
1: Did you read why they were mad?
0: No, because I actually want to read the book. So I didn't want to be spoiled. Well, that's why I was thinking it probably it was like Poppy, Kieran and someone else.
1: mm -mm, mm -mm, No, it had been foreshadowed, guys. Like, I don't understand. I'll finally speak my piece about this. But that that whole section had been (gasps) foreshadowed for literally
0: steal Hillary Duff.
1: (laughs) The silence was so loud. (laughs) No, it's literally been foreshadowed it, it has been foreshadowed since the last day one sure. yeah i mean as soon as they brought up the joining what did we think was going to happen and we're all gonna fuck like i don't know you know
0: damn all right well kidding? It's, it's sitting down in my gym so now i've got to go down there and just sit on the peloton for like five hours <laughs> and finish that fucking 800 page book <laughs> why are they all so large <laughs> Okay, let's get back to the Plated Prisoner series. <laughs> like, that's all we're going to get for a
1: war of two queens, so we'll take it.
0: Yeah, really. There us. you go. <laughs> Lynn featuring a war of two queens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're not laughing right now. They're actually pissed. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, I'm almost done. All right. So another thing that I loved about the end of this book, too, is that he found out about her actually being the gold touch one and it not being Midas. And I just I love where this is going to go. Like he is going to be the cockiest motherfucker. And I am so excited about it. You just know that he's going to like subtly rub it in without being too blatant about it and like hold it over Midas's head.
1: And I'm ready. It's big dick energy.
0: Big dick energy totally even though we don't really like big dicks
1: <laughs> nope <laughs> we like mediocre <laughs> i mean medium
0: throne of glass episodes if you want, i would context. like a
1: grande and dick <laughs> <laughs> i do not want to venti <laughs>
0: <laughs> but grande means big <laughs> that's the funny part <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll never know <laughs>
0: <laughs> last but not least are we ever going to find our man Digby? Are we ever going to find our man Digby? Because I feel like we're not. I think he's just lost in the woods forever.
1: I thought he died.
0: It's like, at <laughs> least as far as I've read, it's never been like confirmed or denied. It's, it's probably why I thought he like was he's dead. Missing. Okay. And then also I lied because last but not least is a fan cast that I found online that I want you to look at with me and tell me if you agree. I agreed for like the most part. And then it kind of started getting down to the bottom. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure. But like these first few are like spot on.
1: Let me see. Let me see what we got here.
0: And I'll I'll try and link it for you guys um in our Instagram stories. And if you're part of the discord, I'll I'll throw it in the discord too.
1: man. Aaron does look like Gigi Hadid in my mind.
0: Actually, she looks like the first girl for me. Really? Paula Peltz.
1: She looks more like a Gigi Hadid. King Midas, yeah.
0: Um, They fan casted King Midas as Kareem Burson. I don't know. I pictured, I mean, like, I could totally see this and work with it, but I, I pictured Midas as, and I I think I've talked about this before, but as Logan from Gilmore Girls.
1: Whew. Lord. What? Commander Rip. Ah! Walter Savage.
0: Like Rissa was also perfect to me. Sale was perfect. Sale was like spot
1: on. Oh my God. And we get an altar. We get King Slade.
0: Appears two different yeah.
1: ladies. Man, that is something. I agree. I support this.
0: It, right? Right. I support this. Maybe not the second guy, but the first guy. Walter <laughs> Savage for King R- for Rip.
1: Yeah. Walter Savage fits the fits the mold. Fits the mold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, well, Tallulah, which is Lou, she's the girl, she's the female that's in, like, the their little cadre or whatever. I actually pictured her Asian.
1: I did, too. Wait, she's not Asian?
0: Well, they, they fan-casted her African-American here, which I actually love who they fan-casted for her as well. But I did picture her Asian in my mind, and I don't think that that's even necessarily canon. Mm-hmm. It's just what my brain did. Mm-hmm. My brain made them extremely diverse. Osric was... a. African American to me for sure, and then Judd was just white and blonde, but that's besides the point. But mm-hmm. Rip is also very spot on for this fan cast because I definitely so didn't picture spot on.
1: Okay, for my portion, Jada.
0: Before you do your thing, can I fill up my shot glass and tell you how many shots are in the shot glass? Yeah, go ahead. I'm kind of picking how I want to self-sabotage for the night because I can either drink the Mountain Dew, the hard Mountain Dew, and be up all night because of the caffeine, or I can fill it up with vodka and just get really drunk. Brooke, don't do the vodka, please. Oh my gosh, but I'm going to be awake all night. If you take four
1: shots, it's going to be crazy.
0: Okay, I'm going to put like most Mountain Dew, but some vodka because I don't want too much Mountain Dew to keep me awake. I'll have to post a picture of the shot glass on Instagram too. So you guys know what I'm talking about. That is the downside of our podcast is we do a lot of things we wish you guys could see.
1: The carbonation is going to be brutal,
0: <laughs> especially because I'm trying to take this like a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is how we measure in this household. We don't do it by milliliters. <laughs> we see how much Brook can fit in her mouth, and then call it a shot. It's one. It's one Brookful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds <I'm> so wrong.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that we we claim that <laughs> instead of saying we're taking shots, we're taking a Brookful. <laughs> we're
1: taking a Brookful. <laughs>
0: All right, ready? First book full.
1: Okay, so it might be a double.
0: It's a shot and a half to a double. Science.
1: All right, moving on. So (laughs) for my portion of the discussion, I said the way I read the next book partially, and I still don't know why Marlena is getting a point of view. Clearly, Brooke didn't feel the same way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I read my part and she was like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, I just
1: felt like it wasn't really justified yet. I was kind of like, I really don't care at this point. I'm just trying to make sure my girl, Aaron, gets out of here. Like, I'm just trying to make sure she gets home safely. All right. She's had a really long, hard night. I can't stand it. I'm walking your ass home. So when I got to Melina, I was just kind of like, yeah, we're just We've got to skip through this. Like, I don't have time
0: for this. <laughs> it was definitely random. I remember when I flipped, flue- flipped through. My you God, you flipped, flooped. When I flipped through and I came to the first Malina chapter, and I was kind of like, "Why?" But then I liked it. I don't know. Maybe That's... I'm by night. I'm a minority on this, but I liked it.
1: I'm so sorry, but I literally just got like a violent, obsessive compulsive image of Floop from (laughs) Spy Kids from Flip Floop. I loved an intrusive thought. It was an intrusive no. thought. I was like well, obsessive, compulsive what?
0: <laughs> no, I had a like a violent intrusive thought, a floop. <laughs> once you're like once you're like done though, I think that you should go back and read these chapters though, because there were a lot of really empowering feminist statements that I think that you would really appreciate. I know yeah, you said you think
1: about that. it. My TBR is really long. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: said, yeah, thanks for thanks for the idea. But no."
1: <laughs> I rarely reread books. I don't so, know if you know that. About I don't
0: me. like to I don't like to reread books.
1: I've only reread Agitar, The Love Hypothesis and Six of Crows. That's it
0: lol at us reading a book and then rereading it to make notes for the podcast <laughs> and then talking about it for four hours and then editing it <laughs> and then listening to it
1: okay so maybe it was partially like i reread books all the time but when i reread books for my <laughs> own enjoyment it's very very rare
0: yes Yes, I completely agree. Oh,
1: and Air Awakens. I did that with Air Awakens. I like finished Air Awakens and I restarted it like immediately.
0: I'm going to say, I don't think I've reread a book not for the podcast. I, for one, don't have time for that because I read so slow. (laughs) I was Um, about to say, (laughs) we would never
1: get, we would have like one or two books a year.
0: (laughs) But I don't think that I like, I don't think that I have the desire at this moment to reread any book that I can think of right now. No, really you just got to
1: keep pushing forward. You yeah. keep going. In the beginning, when she talks about sail hanging again,
0: <laughs> I was just like. It's not funny. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> it's not funny. But like when I read that, Imagine Dragons like literally in- <laughs> inserted themselves into my mind. And I was like, sail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, whoa, where did that come <laughs> from? <laughs> Sale. Yeah. I was like, that is some dark shit. (laughs) I really didn't think about it.
0: That would have been a great uh episode name for guild because it's it's a song featuring Sale. Sale! Nobody would have gotten it. We i listened, but I you know
1: what I miss? I miss doing karaoke with you.
0: We haven't sang on the podcast in a really long time.
1: We really haven't been able to.
0: We haven't. We haven't talked about songs in a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: Brooke I was is the- like
1: really having a hard time with her current favorite band being on hiatus.
0: Oh my gosh, no, they're f- they're literally fine. Hiatus Junker means just break. Came out with a song with Charlie Puth, and it's super cute. They're still doing their thing. They're thinging. Okay, they're and and it's a Korean. It's a Korean. It's part of the Korean music industry. Like they're, they probably won't have a choice but to come back. It's not going to be like One Direction. They're- We're talking about
1: BTS. If you don't know <laughs> the, the the Zodiac Academy themed BTS hey, extravaganza, look, if you don't listen up, to those episodes, not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you some of my favorite quotes, and I'm gonna talk about what we all want to talk about. So let's do it. This one is not necessarily a favorite quote
0: it's a taco bell
1: um no it's chipotle Mm, but i'll take it i'll take it this quote i just thought was funny but she goes no he's something something deadlier more fearful a full-blooded fae hiding in plain sight i was like girl then what the fuck are you
0: I was thinking the same dang thing. (laughs) I was also thinking, did you go back and try and pull quotes? Did you skim through the book? Did you just remember these quotes? No, I always.
1: So I'm a huge annotator. Oh, yeah. I forget you do that. Brooke really hates to see me do it to physical books because I sit there (laughs) with my highlighter and I just like, er, like all the way across the page. pains my soul (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just like literally fucking it up like sometimes if I'm really feeling froggy I'll like take my pen and I'll like write stuff but in my kindle I don't have to do that I also really I I'm like that friend that like you don't want to loan a book to I think I'm just gonna say it I always find a way to get like hot cheeto fingers on a book page (laughs) <laughs>
0: mark them up with your highlighters your but brown. i think
1: i like if you're gonna loan a book to me a brook <laughs> track record wise like what's a little coffee thumbprints versus an actual shit stain <laughs> from her dogs
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that that did happen one time <laughs> She's Tower just, of Dawn. <laughs> she's like,
1: not that, this. not that you would ever reread Tower of Dawn. But if you had to, like if we did anniversary episodes, which we would not do it on Throne of Glass because we barely made it through Throne of Glass the first time.
0: It more than you, but yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't reread it. I did like Tower of Dawn, though.
1: Yeah, she just opens it up and like boom, <laughs> she's like, "There's
0: my dog." There's my dog's
1: shit. <laughs> 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 If it was
0: gonna happen to any one of those books, I would have wanted it to either be Tower of Dawn or Queen of Shadows. Really, I was. That's say- my least favorite one, except for like the I was last. Say, like, the Assassin's 20. Blade. Mm, that was a. Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, you know what? That might be the worst one. <laughs> Assassin's Blade. Yeah, worst one. Thank Queen yeah. of Shadows.
1: So long story short. Do not loan your books to us, but now on Kindle, I color code highlights, you know, with a drag of my finger and then you can put text boxes. So a lot of times I'll put text boxes. So when I come back to it later, like I, I have a pretty good idea. This entire book, I was feral for rip and I'll tell you why. And Brooke already was like, I can't wait to see it in the next book. But he kind of like, he shows that little bit of like flavor in the beginning. His arrogance, like it turns and off. She's like, I hate this motherfucker, this entire book. But we see it for what it truly is. Okay, we are appreciating it, even if Aaron is not. But every time she taunts King Midas in front of him and he gives like this little smize every single time I'm swooning I'm swooning because he's like listen we're not even on the same playing field you keep bringing his name up gonna keep having to shovel it no
0: nope. <laughs> I usually I like a confident guy cocky is kind of like over the edge for me but again yeah. standard for men written in fantasy novels is just different <laughs> <laughs> it just is
1: We have different uh, tastes. No, seriously, I would fight probably a fantasy man in, in real life. Which ones? All of them.
0: Give me names.
1: From <laughs> from Rice and Reeson to to maybe even Aldrich, I would fight all of them. Really? What yeah. about Caleb? I don't know. I think Caleb, I would just be completely blind. Like I would know it's wrong.
0: <laughs> but but- <laughs> I am right there (laughs) with you. But it feels
1: so right.
0: (laughs) We're orange in that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I always shit on Bella from Twilight for like going with Edward and being like, you're different. I know you're a vampire. So let me just walk into the woods alone with you. (laughs) (laughs) I will risk death for this dick. Like, you know, I'm not like that. I'm not like that,
0: Caleb. (laughs) I'm always
1: like, there's another dick waiting. Okay. Like just, you know, you don't have to get on the ride. There are other rides at at the park. That's a really not great example, but it also is an example, but it's not a great one.
0: Nothing like a Caleb Altair
1: dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing like that dick. That's a dick. I continue to ride and risk death.
0: death (laughs) Agree. (laughs)
1: All right, moving on, moving on. Where are we? Where, where are, are we? we? <laughs> oh, the goldfinch likes her cage. What a shame. I heard the click of his tongue when he said that. Straight to my vital organ.
0: Wait, where is it? Um, oh, the at the apex likes of her cage. Size. What? This <laughs> is what you just said. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> just looking from where you are where you were and you said the apex of her thighs <laughs> yeah. I said
1: I heard his tongue click to my vital organ and you said where and I said the apex
0: of the thighs <laughs> i so confused maybe I'm just really- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right okay okay I think we derailed Where she talks about sail hanging again, (laughs) sail, sail.
1: Oh my god.
0: Okay, all right, so
1: dark, so dark. Next. This is a hot topic, okay? No. But my prediction, I think that they're going to have babies by the end of this no. year. So prepare yourself accordingly. And the reason why is because they keep talking about the the last Fae. I'm like, she's totally going to make them fuck.
0: But the thing is they keep talking about how they're the last Fae, but it's because the bridge to the Fey realm was destroyed. So I think that they're going to be they're going to become the bridge again. All so I'm the- hearing
1: is they're going to make babies tonight.
0: <laughs> you also thought that in Empire of Storms. Listen, I'm pretty sure about this one.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. She keeps saying like drawn to each other because they're both fae and they're different from everybody else and like they're they miss their people, they miss this and like I'm like they're totally going to have babies. They're going to make a little more fae.
0: I'm just really hoping they're <laughs> going to repair the bridge. <laughs> me too because then
1: it gets if if they have one child that is fae but they're the only fae on the other side of the bridge to make more fae would be an even darker plot line so actually i take that back i also hope that the bridge opens because i don't want another incest plot line (laughs) (laughs) but the fair (laughs) incest if i get one more comment on that like goodbye
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Right.
1: But this is my actual favorite quote out of the whole book. We're all captives of something, even things we don't want to admit. I love that.
0: No, I totally get it. And that quote is just like, I mean, extremely deep. Like, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I like, love like, it. The layers like, oh, my God. It's so good. That makes you like look within yourself. That's yeah. That's when you know it's a good book. Yeah,
1: 100 percent. And I've always said, like, I don't trust anyone who says that they're a good person. Because, for example, Midas, this entire book, was like basically saying that he's a good person to Aaron, Like this entire book, when we know that he's not, even though that's what she is believing. Like it kind of puts really into perspective that like everyone, even you, there's something.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see beyond your flaws.
1: Mm hmm. Like maybe you
0: don't even recognize your own flaws.
1: Yeah, exactly. Chapter 24. Let's talk about the fight scene. My first question is, why is his nickname Rip if it's not for ripping heads?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you still don't know.
1: No, I don't know. At this time, either that or that. Apparently, there's
0: a reason they keep like they kept dropping hints in book two that like, oh, like we call him Rip, but it's not because he rips heads off.
1: Well, I mean, we're kind of starting to get limited on what Rip could mean. (laughs) (laughs) It's really like, like, it kind of sounds like he's passing some wind. (gasps) (laughs) Like literally the quote when she's like. Well, if it's not for ripping heads, what is then? And then he like laughs and I'm like, (laughs) look at my child. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: okay, so wait.
1: (laughs) So what could this mean? I'm not really sure. But other than that, I actually love everything about the scene. I'm surprised like to hear people say they didn't like it.
0: Oh, I didn't know there was controversy over it.
1: Mm -hmm. I really really like this scene mainly because it brings back nostalgia to twilight (laughs) judge me if you want but he's like say what you are say it say it now (laughs) say it
0: (laughs) a vampire no it's (laughs) like
1: i'm Faye. (laughs) i like in the book too because it's like literally in all caps Like, with an exclamation point, I was like, whoa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, babe. What is it? It's Chipotle. Chipotle.
1: But yeah, I like that part.
0: Jada, how drunk are you? I'm like a good five. I'm a good, like, four. I wanted to say almost not quite four, but I don't know. Somewhere between 3.7 to four. I'm
1: definitely a five for sure.
0: I'm I'm right in the middle. I'm feeling good. How do you rate this book? Um, Gosh, I think I gave it a four on Goodreads. I'd have to go back and look. But like I said, for the reasons that I talked about in the poll, Guild to me had more plot and Glint to me was more like, okay, let's like lean off the heavy topics and like meet some people we actually enjoy. So um, I think they were about the same rating. Just for different reasons. Okay. I would also rate
1: this book before. Right now, I rate the overall series a five out of five, but I think I would rate this book specifically a 3.5 to a four, mm-hmm. mainly because I like what she did. It was different. Literally didn't let our hero win for like a second time around. I was like, mm-hmm. dang. She's really not afraid to go for it. do agree with you that it took up a huge section of the plot that felt like we had to backtrack almost in order to get the payoff that we needed. And we did a lot of that during the traveling section where they're kind of like almost in that falling in love stage because they didn't really meet each other until the end of the first book. So it makes sense of how it happened. I'm not saying that. I don't know how she would have even done it differently the traveling section, we're not huge fans of travels and books. So that's probably kind of where it got points docked.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: So hopefully I, I think we'll be able to go back to our regular format in the third book. I don't know how you guys even like this format, of us podcasting, but these first two books were just so brutal, like um, emotionally wise, we just kind of were like, no, we can't really like sit here and, and innocent drag ourselves through that. I'm not trying to be negative, but it's just like.
0: Well, and there wasn't a whole lot of content for us to give you other than what we did give you in these episodes because it was just like... It would have been depressing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we touched on the points that were important.
1: We did our pod forecast, you know, and you have also spoken about (laughs) it. You do not want us to do Ice Planet Barbarians, okay? We get it. (laughs) We get it. Watch out, though. But we are going to be doing... Gleam next on the podcast. Current reads. I'm doing a lot of beta reading right now. So there are a lot of titles that I cannot tell you that I'm reading, but that is keeping up a lot of my TBR. So if you follow the Booked and Boozy podcast on Goodreads, if you didn't know that we had one, I kind of run the little section of ours, but... I've started a couple books, but I'm getting kind of like sidetracked with a lot of my beta reading. And if you don't know what beta reading is, it's essentially after a book has gone through several rounds of edits and you're preparing it for it to actually be a book. When you kind of start inserting your beta readers, just to kind of like let the authors know how you feel about the book. What are the characters like evoking from you, etc.? cetera, the overall plot, whatever it may be. So I've been doing that. I started Jade City by Fonda Lee. Some of you may be kind of surprised that I'm reading that. It is a high urban fantasy
0: heard of this. It's on TikTok.
1: So far, it's really, really good. I'm kind of taking it slow because it is a high fantasy and I'm trying to really absorb everything that's being told to me because there's a lot of political intrigue in this book. So it does take me a little bit longer to go through. I've read Stuck With You by Allie Hazelwood. She's probably like one of the few contemporary authors that run my TBR and her like cute science novellas. Like I love it. I'm all about it. Next, we have The North Wind. That has been a book popping up on TikTok. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't for me, but I did like it. There was one portion where they were about to spit soup in each other's mouths. And then then I kind of didn't know what to feel after that. What? (laughs) Spit soup. Yeah, they're... They were going to spit soup into each other's mouths. And then I thought about that for the entire rest of the book. So,
0: yeah, that's a hard pass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. What are you reading?
0: Are you watching anything?
1: No, I literally don't have time to watch anything right now. Wait.
0: So.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not watching anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Um, so I am currently reading Gleam, obviously, because it's next up on the pod forecast. The Discord and I are going to be picking up, gosh, I think it's book five in the Vampire Academy series. Um, we we left on a really intense cliffhanger and we're really excited to pick up the next one after that, but we've all kind of gotten a little distracted with. Not only live, but like the release of Gleam and everything else that's going on, just TBRs piling up and all of that. So we're going to be picking that up hopefully maybe next month. I'm not entirely sure. I've also really gotten into Dungeons and Dragons lately. And so that's been taking up a lot of my time because it's a really complex game. Like I knew, I did not know anything about Dungeons and Dragons going into this because I'm actually, I have two different sessions, one with the Discord, and I also have one with my husband's family that I've got going on. So I really have to learn the game. It is even more complex than I thought it would be there is a lot going on but I'm excited about it like it seems so fun the creativity that you can just pour into this game the level of just like autonomy and just like how open it is and it it just really it actually blew my mind when I really got to like the details of it and like i've been watching a youtube channel it's also a podcast i think it's called critical role and basically they play dungeons and dragons and they play it on camera so you can watch it on youtube or you can listen to it on their podcast and it really helps you understand the game but again not to get too much into that but that's kind of what's been consuming my time along with gleam and Everything else I have going on, I stream as well. So we're both just really busy people right now. Jada's being really productive and I'm just only here for the entertainment. Sorry, I like had (laughs) to
1: go off my mic to eat my Chipotle because it just was staring at me.
0: It's so good.
1: I can't even tell you how good it is. You know, when they just get the combination, right?
0: Just right.
1: Yeah. Like the exact spoonful of rightness. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you do? Do you do a bowl? I do a bowl. Bowl, bowl is the Bull. way to go.
1: It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Really I wouldn't call anything that I'm doing really productive.
0: <laughs> You're writing a fucking book. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've written a book and I'm writing another one and they've just been high for 100
0: chapters. Exactly. That still works. <laughs> as far as what I'm watching, um, I currently have a very intense Sailor Moon obsession because I finished season one season one is literally like 50 episodes I I like got to episode 20 and I was like okay this is gonna be the the season finale right and it led up to something like really intense and then it was like back down to the beginning and I was like when when does it branch off like 50 fucking episodes in that's when but did you know did you know that Sailor Moon actually has a plot was I supposed to not think that it had a plot so what I thought Going into it, because I I remember as a child, like seeing it on Cartoon Network, it would come on every now and then. So I associated it like, I don't know, like something like Scooby-Doo or Adventure Time where you have the same characters, but they enter a different scenario where they fight crime each time. And it's like a different villain. There's not like a really overarching plot. They're just kind of like filling the void. I don't know, like filler episodes, but they're all filler episodes. You know what I mean?
1: I really wasn't allowed on Cartoon Network due to Christianity, (laughs) but uh, like I didn't get to watch Adventure Time. I watched (gasps) Danny Phantom in Secret. I was able to watch Scooby-Doo. That was about it. But the Hex Girls... We didn't like the from, Hex Girls.
0: From Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I like the Hex
1: Girls. <laughs> Trust me. I like the Hex Girls. I was like,
0: <laughs> women? What do you mean we were not supposed to like women? <laughs> My very first cartoon crush was actually Freddie from Scooby-Doo. A blonde Aww, man. Yeah. If that says anything. That, I actually, I actually like blonde men. And I have dated blonde men. But how do you feel about blonde men in books? It depends on the blonde man. Like, mm-hmm. I still see, I still think Tamlin deserves a redemption arc. I, I, I would rather see Eris well, and more yeah, get a same, book. Same, but I would like at least some redemption arc where, like, if he dies somewhere in the series that I'm like, oh, yeah, like,
1: you sucked, but you grew. You know, we're not getting, like, another ACOTAR book until, like. Yeah, after Crescent City 3. Yeah. And Crescent City 3 is, like, two years from now. Yeah. So we won't get another actar book till for like five years.
0: We're gonna be like in our thirties. They're gonna be burning books at that point. There will there will be no book to be had. I mean, at
1: this rate, my book's about to be banned too. It's not even gonna be able to hit the (laughs) shelf. Gay sex.
0: Yes, and I didn't know if I was authorized to clear it or not. But since we're kind of talking about it a little bit, I am also on my current read reading Jada's book, which I can't tell you the title of, but I've also seen the cover art and I screamed when I saw it. So thank you. Thank you. you. I've told you this before, Jada, but I just want to announce it to the crowd. You know, those books that you go into the bookstore and you know nothing about the book, but you look at it and you're like, God damn. I really only bought this for the cover. I would do that if I knew nothing about your book and just saw it in a bookstore. I would buy your book for the cover.
1: I love that for me because I love that
0: for you, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is my book.
0: (laughs) You may hate what's on the inside, but at least you
1: like the cover. (laughs) <laughs> so let me tell
0: you, let me tell you, if you are still here and you're an avid listener to the Booked and Boozy podcast and you enjoy hearing Jada's takes on things, I'm not gonna get too specific at all. Take that as you will. You will absolutely fucking desire. You you might desire it too. I meant to say devour this book because it is. I expected good things, and what I'm reading has actually blown those expectations, and that literally never happens to me. The imposter syndrome is personal, (laughs) (laughs) but
1: yeah, I will. I mean, I'm aware of it, though. Like, I know that you've
0: only read five chapters. Nah, I'm on the last one, so seven. Okay.
1: Man, I want to go look at your comments, like, right now, but... It's intense. It's intense. I'm literally trying to weed you out within the first three chapters, whether we're going to be a good fit. Like you will, you will know, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's a dark Like it reads like a dark high fantasy, but it is a villain romance. So dark high fantasy villain romance. But I mean it, and my editor said like it reads Epic like a lot, a lot of the times.
0: So I'm not that far, so I can't really say that. That makes me really excited. And I trust that because of what I have read already. That would make a lot of fucking sense.
1: But my ending is like, what is way wilder than my beginning?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm excited. So
1: strapping your titties. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
0: No, but like, even just reading the little bit that I have so far, I can definitely. Already know exactly what group of people you're trying to reach. Like, I know exactly who your audience it's clear. is. It's very clear. And you can't say that about many books. Some people have to go through like 50% or beyond to figure out if they even like the book or want to continue the book or not. No, like, I am literally hooked within the first three chapters. I was going to say four, but it's three. The first three chapters, you just have to keep going. And we're going to go beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> featuring <laughs> women <laughs> yeah like I feel like
1: I am very proud of how I started the book especially the way I introduced both my characters I feel like it's very strong
0: yeah <laughs> that's like the only adjective that I used for like the first several chapters I was like holy shit long <laughs> It just—it is. It is. I
1: have a question for you, though. You liked my inner beast, the—the song I gave you for the chapter. It was
0: perfect. Like it. Like your writing was very on par, and I think it was like up here above even authors that I have already read as an avid reader. But the song took it even further. Yeah, it was I like think... it, was, it was like your writing was good and then the, like the song was good and they were just mashing together and it made this perfect image in my brain of how intense and like dark just gritty you the scene to be it was yeah. there it yeah was just, it was there yeah.
1: I'm thinking about doing a like a, a chapter by chapter playlist of my of the movie scores that I listened to I think you I'll put it on a, a website yeah you, a,
0: you should have a page in your book I don't know if I can do a page but I'll definitely do a website link.
1: But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. (laughs) Get ready. (laughs) You're
0: welcome. (laughs) I'm also watching Love Island, but that's besides the point. (laughs) This is what I look forward to every year is my trashy romance. (laughs) But yes, get ready to buy Jada's book. You will want to pre-order it. You will want to get all the perks. You will, I mean, I don't know what perks there's going to be, but like that cover slap you in the face. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping. So my plan is for the hardcovers to have character art in it. And I've booked a very popular character artist that I cannot name Ooh. yet. And she's done a lot of boxes and even some covers for some very popular series. So we'll see. That's your perk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's going to match this name, me, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, I know how much it's costing me. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. If you want to reach us on Instagram, we are booked in Boozy Podcast. That's where we post literally all of our updates. That's where we post all of our polls, question and answer. If you want to talk to us about something you want us to discuss on the podcast, that's where you do it. Again, that is booked in Boozy Podcast on Instagram.
1: We are Booked in Boozy Pod on TikTok. We're doing absolutely horrible over there, but you should follow us anyways because we're almost to 10K and you basically should follow us over there even though we suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're <laughs> in Boozy Pod on TikTok. We're doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> you can
1: only spread yourself so thin, okay? <laughs>
0: Oh my god. All right. We are booked in boozy on Twitter and Patreon. Twitter, I pretty much just shit post over there, but it's a good time. The um, few of you that are over there interacting with me. <laughs> we're having fun, all right? You get my random, definitely not intoxicated thoughts over there. And on Patreon, we have several tiers that you should definitely be checking out. And if you're not already, make sure you strap in those titties because we're about to have some tiers that are actually gonna blow your fucking mind (laughs) all right
1: and then last but not least for any of our witching hour episodes or if you just want to send us an email we are booked and boozy at gball.com bye bitch bye bitch